Hi, this is Jeff. If you have any interest in supporting this podcast, you can visit patreon.com backslash evolving podcast for more information. Thank you. Listening to Jeff Grant's Evolving Podcast, a podcast dedicated to reconnecting with old friends. Uh, I've been hanging out with two of my, like, seriously, like my oldest friends of my whole life for about five hours now. We've been talking, and uh, they came over, and I said, Can I please put microphones up so we can record some of this dumb conversation? And they said, No. And then I, I'm making them do it so i don't really believe that it, the question was actually a question how was this what they came over they brought pipes that they're smoking <laughs> i think they have one for me i don't smoke pipes usually but we're trying to have like a kind of classy dude type night uh and there's a bunch of like what is this bourbon and we're, we might scotch. be getting uh sloshed not sloshed the right word no not at all we're drinking in moderation <laughs> Well, yeah, this conversation might get a... Uh, well, it's already been loopy, but now it's being recorded, so... I'm just saying, these are two guys who, who I've, I've wanted each of them to be on the podcast for a long time, and it's exciting for me to have both of them come on at the same time. And we all grew up, like, seriously, we've known each other for, like, 40 years. Some of us, about 39 years, exactly. Anyway, I'll introduce, them in the, in the, I'll introduce them in the order that I met them. When I was a baby, I met another baby. I was like, hey, I like the, your diapers. And he said, hi, how are you doing? The name's Jared Brown. <laughs> <laughs> we shook hands. Anyway. That's exactly how I remember it, too. This is my friend Jared Brown. Yeah, who we've known each other, I think, since we were babies. I honestly, okay, I don't actually remember meeting you. I don't know if we were that old, but you our parents were friends. when we were babies. <laughs> I don't know. All of our parents were friends, like at church, so we all grew up like hanging out and going to church together, and then going to eat. We were talking about that earlier. We'd all go to like different restaurants, and now I've been roommates with both of these guys at two different points. Uh, if you listen to the last episode, when I had talked to my friend Brian Carter, one of the guys that lived with us when he and I were roommates was Brandon Cowan, who is my second guest today. He was born on July 4th, 1982. Very good. Because he just had his birthday. Correct. I said I've known him for 39 years because he's that's how old he is. And I think I've probably known him since he was a baby. And I like to tell people, like, this isn't true, but it's I'm trying to start this rumor that his parents were so impressed by me as a like one and a half year old baby that they were like we have to name our child after this baby because uh, my middle name is Brandon so like I tell people that he was named after me as, when I was a baby and again it's not true but it's fun to tell people that and if I you guys listening to this want to continue spreading that rumor it wouldn't bother me thank you I do remember yes I do recall a conversation between my parents and his parents about how they named him 
Brandon in hopes that you would like mentor him as a baby. <laughs> I learned everything in those formative years. Mm-hmm. I do want to say like Jared has a little brother named Jordan and it would be cool if he was here. No, it wouldn't. I wouldn't have enough microphones, <laughs> but I do want to say, hey, Jordan, I wish you were here hanging out with us. Because when we were little kids, it was always the four of us and uh, hanging out, playing A-Team and stuff. And Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about the A-Team. G.I. Joe's. So now, like, there, a lot, I guess a lot has happened since then. And we're going to go over it all in detail. So, you know. Uh, Strap in. They oh, came boy. over and so. How much of that bottle you got left? <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that they both wanted to be on this podcast. We're going to have a real slow, kind of boring conversation. We'll call it a slow burn. Slow mm. burn. Do you guys have anything to promote? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on my uh, Twitter handle. No. <laughs> it's funny because we've. We really have been hanging out for five hours, and uh, I'm feeling a little bit lightheaded. I have not had anything alcoholic to drink today, but I've had a cup of coffees, and I'm, I don't know. I feel, you know how it is when you've been talking, like, all day long, and you're just like, what's happening? Like, we're kind of loopy, and I think we, the booze is going to make this a more interesting conversation I as we go. You think it's going to have the same effect on us that it has on you? Which I think is maybe a misunderstanding. What do you mean? I don't think that any of this is going to make us loopy. I'm trying to point the microphone more at your mouth. No, I just, I don't, I don't want it there, Jeff. It's invading my space. I just want to hear you. This is, to warn people listening, this is, this is probably how this podcast is going to be the whole time, maybe. They're both very, like, chilled out right now. Like, they're both staring at me. They have, like, pipes in their mouths, and, like, they're staring at me like, what are you going to say next? What are you going on now? Well, Brand- it's a pleasure to be here. Brandon is... Uh, I've, been, I've been waiting for my, my opportunity to, uh, to one-up Brian Carter, <laughs> who uh, is a guest extraordinaire on the podcast. Yes. Brian Carter, who's been on the podcast, like, five times. Uh, I think Brandon listens to the... He said he listens to those episodes. Of course. And, uh... So it's fun to, because they're Brian and Brandon used to be in a band together. So it'd be cool to have them like together on the same episode. But we don't all live in the same place now. Brandon is visiting Texas from uh, Washington D.C. So he's here. Oh, and oh, by the way, we're if you're hearing a bunch of sounds, it's because we're recording this on my back porch, and there's like. Uh, a lot of ambient sound. There's a you know outside. We're outside, and also there's like fans and yeah. You hear those cicadas? Did you have the locust this year here? Is it bad? I don't think so. No. I don't really go outside very often though. Okay. Hmm. What about you? Do you think Jared have the locusts been a problem for you? No, it's mostly the flies and mosquitoes. Hmm. Yeah. And the gnats. Yeah. The gnats. Are you guys big podcast people? <laughs> Since Brandon's thinking, uh, not really, no. Do you go on podcasts very often? I'm a podcast virgin. Ooh. <laughs> but you do enjoy like talking and kind of like sharing your insights, kind of. I'm a conversationalist, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jared is a 
if you've ever seen Parks and Recreation, he kind of reminds everybody of Ron Swanson, kind of. Just if you don't know Jared, like maybe that'll be a good like visual for you. These guys, I, I want to say this: both of these guys are like very smart people. Like we're, we're probably not. We're probably gonna have a dumb conversation tonight, but <laughs> they're uh, they're both like very like Jared's like a has his PhD and all this and we'll talk about like G.I. Joe's or something <laughs> <laughs> well my PhD is in G.I. Joe's and <laughs> 1980s 80s uh, uh, toys yeah <clears throat> Brandon's smart but he's not smart enough to like keep the microphone pointed in his mouth <laughs> sorry you mean you know, on his forehead do your thing he was, he was refilling this pipe um, well, if we're searching for um, a topic I have one go for it uh, just a question, I guess. What is um, what is one or a handful of your uh, favorite memories from oh. growing up together? That's a nice question. Um. <laughs> Do you, well, I don't know if, if you, I don't, I, you... I assume you were, but there was one July 4th that we went to your property yeah. uh, and shot off fireworks. Yeah, my family lived kind of in the country. Hazlitt. Hazlitt. Oh yeah. We're we're actually not too far from there right now. We're just that's a few a house miles. Your dad designed and built. Is that correct? Am I remember they, that? They, uh, my parents got hired like an architect who also went uh-huh. to church with us. Hmm. I think, and they, yeah, they designed it with him, and then uh, we we got it built, and then we moved out to the country. At the time, it was the country. Now it's mm-hmm. like the just another suburb of the area. We lived kind of at the end of a street, and there's like a big field and like a pond and stuff down there. And so, I guess it was legal at that time to just go to like blow, blow up a bunch of fireworks. It's Texas, it doesn't have to be legal. Oh, That's it doesn't. Right. It's your land. It is. <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't laughing, I would just b- believe him. Oh, oh, sorry. I can't remember. Anyway, we we would we went out to like the fireworks fireworks store fireworks store <laughs> shop place and uh, just bought mm-hmm. a bunch of black cats and like bottle rockets and stuff and blew Roman them up candles right? yeah mm-hmm. I have a memory of I think we shot like a bottle rocket out off and it went way up in the sky and then it came back down like in the field Into the and, brush. and there was a big yeah. fire yeah, that's, that's I remember that was the like memory my dad and yeah Good old Rich. Yeah, I remember Rich. I mean, I have no idea who was out there stopping the fire, but it wasn't us kids. I just remember old, seeing old a couple men. of dads just dart. Yeah. Old, old men who were probably about our, our age, age now, yeah. like uh, running through the field uh, to put out the fires. And we were all just like laughing and like, you know, young, look, young like, we were probably like 12, 11 or 12 or something, some 10 or I don't know. We were just like really into fire and like blowing little things up. You know what I mean? Just like really enjoying uh, explosives and th- throwing black cats into like pipes underneath yeah. the driveways and stuff. Just being kids in Texas. Yeah. Do you have any other memories about? It's kind of funny because we all really do have a lot of shared history, especially when we were like really young. I don't know. There's a lot of stories we could tell. Are there any interesting stories? We're about interesting. Brandon. 
I believe you had something to say. <laughs> so I'm actually thinking now, there's a specific memory I have of the two of us, which I believe might be a precursor to your podcasting days. Because I had an old tape, reset, tape cassette recorder. We go for Tascam. No, 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 no. This is like boombox tape recorder. Oh, this is like 80s? The 80s? Yeah, it probably was the 80s. Wow. But we... I don't know why you were at my house, but you were at my house uninvited, I'm sure. Um, and <laughs> anyway, we had a tape recorder and you had figured out that if you held down the play and the record button at the same time, you could record over whatever was playing. And you started recording like voiceovers like you were a radio host. Whoa, really? Yeah. And you said something like, oh, this song's so bad, it smells like yesterday's diapers, and like all these little <laughs> jokes. <laughs> and I, I don't think I have the tape anymore, but I remember doing that distinctly in my bedroom, like one, I don't know, Friday night or something. Oh my gosh. So, it's in your in your. And beginning. we found the tape, and <laughs> now we're going to play a clip. <laughs> that reminded me of, uh, I remember when you were a kid, you were afraid of like clowns like i think you were saying when i was a kid yeah (laughs) long long time ago are you still afraid of clowns or let's move on (laughs) i think it was around the time like it had come out on tv Mm. you probably didn't watch it but anyway that's the trouble i did watch it so here is the well i can't do that uh i it was on whatever network abc yeah after bedtime, but I couldn't sleep. So I wake up and I say, I can't sleep. So Dad says, okay, well, just sit down and watch some TV with me, and then you'll get tired. And what's on the TV? It. <laughs> so I watch maybe ten minutes of the opening scene where the kid gets his arm bitten off in the gutter, and I see the clown face, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> but I don't know if either of you remember what was decorating my room as a child, oh, yeah. but it was a bunch of framed pictures of circuses with clowns. Which house was this? Windhaven. Which house was that? North Richland Hills. Right off roof snow, kind of? Yeah. What, what age were you? I mean, I was from when I was born until 6th grade, 5th grade. Okay. So I we were at elementary house. school. Yeah, I remember that house. I remember Six. having right, being on a slip and slide at that house. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's... It, anyway, you the had phobia come, of clowns is... We had just moved into our house out in the day. country that we were talking about. And Brandon came over to spend the night, and I guess this was like the oh, age where, like, story. you know, your friend comes over and you just sleep in the same twin bed together or something. <laughs> <laughs> so he was over, and my bed was like right next to the window, and I guess I had to sleep between him and the window because he was afraid that clown, a clown might come in through the window or something. And I, still, I just remember still afraid of it. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. I was probably like eight or nine, I guess. I'm trying to think of other stories. I mentioned the A-Team. I remember when we were real little, oh, yeah. we were always play the A-Team. and we, Because there were four of them and there were four of us, so we would kind of like... Jared was always uh, B.A. Baraka or the, oh, Mr. Yeah. T. Mr. T. I had a Mr. T birthday party when I was a kid. You did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was probably there. You probably were. <laughs> and <laughs> we're just... This is like therapy for us right now. We're just remembering. I don't know if remembering... Do you remember... Um, one of the things we used to do, we used to play uh, Saved by the Bell. Remember that? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Vaguely. 
Some memories you try to forget. Yeah. Some memories you just forget. He's blocking it out because we made him be Screech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hate you guys. Would you have like? Because when you play those kind of games when you're a kid, like each person has to be like a different character in right, the show. Yeah. Do you remember who was who? Like. Oh man, I can't remember. <laughs> I was like, AC Slater, I think. You were kind of like the, the muscle guy, so like oh. I, that doesn't surprise me. Jared is like a I'm, state champ. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's like he when he was, he was like in middle school and high, junior high and high school, he was like a football pl- player and like his team like won state grapevine. Yeah, grapevine high. Ninety seven. Yeah, we won state in ninety seven and ninety nine. And you were on to both teams. Yes, sort of. <laughs> in ninety seven, I was like a what a, a sophomore. Okay. So I was like part of the scout team. Yeah. Which they allowed us to be. I never saw the field uh, as a sophomore, but. So I guess we all thought he was like, you know, the jock kind of guy. And he's. I guess he sort of. No, you're not still a jock, are you? I try not to do athletic things. (laughs) (laughs) When we went to. Jared went to UNT. My body doesn't allow me to do that anymore. He, he when he got to college he just he maybe you knew this before but he found the inner intellectual kind of and he really became a man of letters and uh, <laughs> like we we were the same age but he was held back in like kindergarten or something Thanks for bringing that up <laughs> some memories we tried to forget back then uh, no he was held back just because he I was born. I didn't know how to His color inside the, the lines. <laughs> <laughs> he had a special brain. Uh, he was. I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> he was born in like June, so he, they, I think they held him back because he had a summer birthday or something. But it was always kind of funny because no, we were the same age, right. but I was in a grade up above him, so I felt like I was better than him all the time. No. <laughs> um, I always got that vibe for me. That's right. <laughs> but whenever you graduated, anyway, he graduated and went to UNT, and I, I had been at junior college for a year and I, or a year and a half, and I quit and I went to UNT also, and we ended up in the same dorm, and we would see yeah. each other all the time. And he, sure had, he was getting more and more into like theology and like yeah. John Calvin and uh, all this. I, mean, I know there's more to it than that, but. Uh, That's about sums it up. (laughs) You were saying like, because you you graduated again, (laughs) again again in 2018, and you you were telling me on the one drive over here that you you were telling somebody how you'd been in college in school like your entire life, pretty much, yeah. And uh, so now you have a PhD in like biblical or like biblical studies and theology. It's basically New Testament, but yeah. um, the program I went to, they're trying to recover the relationship between systematic theology and and biblical studies. So it's an integrative uh, program. So it's a PhD in biblical and theological studies, but my focus or specialty was in New Testament and uh, specifically Paul, Romans, soteriology, that sort of thing. So he's not like a dumb jock, is what I'm trying to say. Like, he's 
I, I don't know how to have conversations with them anymore. <laughs> I don't understand anything. I'm not all that different than I was. Whoa. Oh, that's nice. Ooh. It might rain uh, on this podcast. Um, I was wondering if I said something offensive. And <laughs> was, God, was God the was lightning like, on the left or the right? This is important. I saw lightning uh, back over there. Mm. On Brandon's side. Sky. Jared is now Dr. Brown, which I think is cool because it's like Back to the Future kind of stuff. Yeah, Doc Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Do you tell people that? No, they figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have to tell people that. Everybody's smart here. I, I pretend, I kind of just, I have a podcast. Are we still talking about memories? <laughs> <laughs> I had an outline prepared for this podcast. That's not true. <clears throat> We're making this up as we go. Brandon is no slouch either. Yeah. Went sorry, to Notre Dame. I need to set up straight. Right. What? I did. You got yes, a, uh, uh, what, a scholarship to Notre Dame to do a uh, master's in theology? That's overstating it, but sure. No. We can we can go with that. Well, forgive me for trying to build He's you being up. humble. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> and then you said you got into the PhD program at Marquette, but decided not yeah. to attend. You know, for familial reasons, we decided Marquette yeah. was too cold, so we decided to move to Toronto, Canada, <laughs> which made some sense to no one at all. Yeah. Yeah, we basically, now, we just try to impress each other well, with our stuff. What did you say? Well, so I was just realizing, so we were talking about, Jared was doing his PhD out of Texas. I was in a number of cities. Jeff was in Nashville, so... We were talking earlier about what we missed about Texas. Yeah. Maybe yeah. there's something there. Because we all grew up in Texas, spent time away from it, and, I mean, you both came back. I'm here now. <laughs> Temporarily or permanently, we don't know. but That's still in the air, to be decided. <laughs> and we never know what's going to happen with Jeff. Yeah. I might be moving to Antarctica. I haven't told anybody that this is the first time I'm saying this publicly. <laughs> Breaking, Podcast breaking. reveal. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying? Like things about Texas well, so, that we like? Because I think one of the things that I've realized growing up was that Texans are very proud of Texas and rightfully yeah. so. But mm, sometimes Texans <clears throat> don't leave Texas yeah. enough to get a perspective on. So. I, one of the things I remember noticing, you mentioned it earlier, kind of. Uh, one of the first times I came back to Texas after I moved away, I just remember looking around and being like, man, this place is so flat. <laughs> like, I don't think I noticed it before. It was like in Tennessee, it was, there's was a lot of hills and everything. They're refilling their pipes now. I'll narrate it. Brandon has a bag. Well, He's I don't putting... have an ashtray, so I'm going to dump into this. Oh. Oh, okay. Jared's putting some kind of tobacco in a pipe. I don't, I'm not really a pipe person really but I might become one. Oh wait actually can I have one can I thank you I'm gonna um what do I put in this tobacco <laughs> <laughs> I hope the audience is okay with an unfocused podcast because that's what they're getting today oh, yeah put that put the he's putting uh, some uh, tobacco in this pipe I don't know if I've ever smoked one of these before I smoked like a cigar so this might become a new thing for me. <laughs> You're hearing it right now. Jeff, have you ever smoked? You said you had a cigar. Yeah. 
cigarettes. If I have, it was like once or twice. Is this okay? I'll just inhale this. <laughs> and then just pass the flame over the bowl so that you can light the uh, the top. Yeah, just keep. You just want to keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> Jared is wait. <coughs> Man. This is like uh wasn't like when Elon Musk was on uh, Joe Rogan, wasn't it like a whole thing? They were smoking marijuana, but it's kinda of the same. Basically the same podcast kinda of thing. I think ow. Okay. I think it's working I don't know Jared is in a pipe club or something like a Facebook pipe club yeah the North Texas Briar Club if you're in Texas North Texas and enjoy pipes or <laughs> would like to enjoy pipe feel free to uh, check them out on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a selfie picture um, with my pipe I mean to Jared's pipe I think so this is a uh, Escudo. It's a Virginia Perique, and it come, it's in a coin. So just take the coin and you just kind of fold it up and then just stick it in. You said you got into pipes because like Lord of the Rings. Got helped, I guess. Can you uh, do the ring, the like ring? Pipe? I've been able to do um, a couple of smoke <laughs> rings. It'll be difficult out here because we have the fans on and then the wind is kind of picking up because the storm's coming in. Right. But yeah. I have been able to uh, to do a couple <laughs> of smoke rings. I think mine went out. Yeah, it will. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I wasn't recording that. I've never heard that come out of a pipe before. <laughs> So you inhale, you inhale, don't blow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a kazoo. <laughs> huh. Y'all talk about something while I'm doing this. So how often does this pipe <gasps> club meet? Uh, it meets uh, two times a month. So the, I believe the second Thursday. It's not and unless you inhale it. Yeah, you gotta help. You gotta bring the fire into the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably gonna light my microphone on fire. Breathe into my mouth. Yeah. Watch. There you go. I did it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it is funny, though, that we all grew up in the same Baptist church, believing, <laughs> drinking, and smoking were a sin, and here we are. And we're going to be doing, like, a dance party after this. <laughs> <laughs> I draw the line somewhere, Jeff. I should have brought it. I don't have a bourbon glass. The, the fun of this podcast bourbon? isn't like the pace of the conversation, but of wondering like, wow, what's going to ha- happen as they keep talking? What are they going to say? Real funny, cool mm. stuff. Hope I don't disappoint you, Jeff. <laughs> I feel like we were talking about something. Pipe club? Mm. We're kind of like a little pipe club tonight. There Jeff, you are go, you involved yeah. in any uh, pipe clubs of um, audio varieties? Audio pipe clubs? Sure. I mean, do you um, have a This a, a podcast group? is part of a network of pipe podcasts. Actually, Jared and I thought 
we for about 30 seconds we talked about starting a podcast and calling it a hype cast <laughs> it was not a very serious conversation <laughs> yeah it lasted what did you say 30 seconds 30 seconds um, kind of loud out here Um, let's see. It's like I want to apologize to the audience, but I feel like if they've committed this far, like, they're on board. You don't edit these things, do you? I'm going to edit some (laughs) stuff, but it's pretty... This feels less focused than, uh, most of my podcast episodes, and most of them are not very focused. (laughs) (laughs) For your typical podcast, how much warning do your guests have that they're going to be on a podcast? Let's see. I'm trying to use my brain for a second real quick. Uh, Usually, it's a thing where they know like maybe a day or two in advance. Mm. And I'll try to... Sometimes I'll try to write down questions. If I'm I'm talking to somebody I know, Mm -hmm. I don't prepare as well. But if it's someone I don't know very well, I've noticed I'll... Those usually are usually ones I'll try to be more professional with. So we don't deserve professionalism? Yeah, you guys, I'm like, just... <laughs> yeah. We could record this in the bathroom, I don't care. <laughs> this would be different Nobody laughed. sounds coming out of... Nobody laughed when I said that. <laughs> out of Jeff's mic. <laughs> I was waiting for you to move the mics to the bathroom. Oh. I was expecting you to. Yeah, I wanted... <laughs> I could pause this and we could... Okay. Why do your guests get different treatment? Sometimes we'll talk... Sometimes we'll have a topic... That we talk about. When I talk to Brian Carter, we do not prepare. Usually it's over the phone, and it's like he calls, and I'm we're just talking about like Toy Story or something. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm like, can we record this? And he's like, yes, please. Let's do it. I'm like, okay. Because he's always down to be on the podcast. So we don't prepare. It's almost like intentionally. He's a better. very gracious human. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's a good guest. I'm trying to think. What were you asking? How much? Wait. How much lead time do your guests typically have to prepare? Uh, or I to be even cognizant that they're going a to lot be of times it's like, sitting I'll, with a mic six inches from their face? A lot of times uh, I'll be like, hey, you should be on my podcast. And they go, what? You have a podcast? Or what? You have a podcast? Why? And then we talk about it a little bit and then it's like we figure out a time and. I haven't done a lot of in-person pod. The last hmm. year, of most of my podcasts have been just me by myself, which is easy to schedule and plan out. It's raining right now. It's very pleasant. It's nice. I'll, podcast- I'll, add that, I'll add that to the list of things I missed about Texas. Thunderstorms. That really? was the question. Yeah. Since oh. we all lived outside of Texas for some time, what were the things that we missed about Texas the most, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously the the number one would be family. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't delve into that one. <laughs> we say from Jeff's dad's house. Let's uh, see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also some of the the restaurants. Yeah. For me is Whataburger, yeah. Tex-Mex, and barbecue. So I lived up in the Chicago area for seven years and. The barbecue up there is just atrocious. We Doesn't call it really trash in DC. We ate at a place today called Himes. Himes, and it was very good barbecue. Uh, you guys thought it was good, but not the best 
No, you've eaten a better barbecue, and you I guys have. have a more refined barbecue palate than I than I do. So I said, "Oh, okay, sure, whatever you say is right." Yeah. So the <laughs> best barbecue I've ever had is Franklin's. Oh, you've been. Austin. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, you don't recognize or don't realize what you really love <laughs> until you're away from it, right? And so, so when I was song, in I absence makes the heart grow fonder. There you go. You don't know what you got till it's gone. There you go. That song was written about barbecue. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Just um, a little tidbit. Just a little historical fact. So when I'd come back in town, yep. it was like I always craved yep. barbecue. And um, so my father-in-law, who lives in Austin now, Georgetown, was really really great. He did a pre-order at. Franklin's and got a brisket from him and so that when we got in town he's like Jared go check out what's in the fridge I go in I'm like oh my there is a brisket from Franklin's here and um, it wasn't until that moment that was a revelation I didn't realize brisket (coughs) could taste like that right so Franklin's and then there's a place in Dallas called Cadillac Mm-hmm. Barbecue, which I think is also <laughs> right up there with anything else I've had. But I haven't been like one of those people who just like traveled all these different places to run down barbecue. But. Yeah, no, I have not either. But the same. There's a spot I would go to in Waco called Tony Di Maria's, and I don't think it's ever been on Texas Monthly's list. But okay, quality of barbecue is better than anything I've had. Outside of Texas, mm-hmm. and so you just what was noticed. It? Can you say it in the name again? Tony Di Maria's. Tony's okay. is what we call it. This one's Whataburger. Yeah, Whataburger uh, was always one. So that was uh, always the thing. Is like as soon as I, if we flew into Dallas, my dad was great with stopping and going through Whataburger on the way to the house. Yeah, I don't know. I guess there's just certain things like that that you just kind of associate with home. Is what a burger only in Texas, or is it not only in, in Texas? It's mostly down in the south. I think when I was in the Chicago area, um, I looked it up once in the nearest Whataburger. I think it was in Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't think they're outside think. of the. I feel like I read that the company that owns Whataburger is based out of Chicago. I might be thinking of something else. Yeah, but does that sound? No, right? I, heard I that. think that's a recent thing. Yeah. Okay. So everybody. So I remember being like, "What? Whataburger is going to be up in Chicago now." Which that would be great. When I was a kid, I thought it was Water Burger. I thought so they cooked I. their burgers in water, yeah. and I was like, "Yuck! That sounds gross." That's because boiling hamburger. Because Texans don't really pronunciate. Yeah, we don't know how to talk. Like when I was like, I seriously was like probably twenty-five, and I was like, "Oh, it's what a burger." Okay, what a burger. Oh, all right, I get yeah. it. What if, like what a burger? And then I ate it, and I was like, "This is actually really good." Yeah. If you just read, just sound out the letters. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing Phonics. what happens. You have to yeah. read the names of the places. Right. So speaking of Texans and not knowing how to pronounce things, one of the funniest uh, stories I like to talk about was when I got up to, uh, for my PhD program, one of the first conversations I had with my PhD supervisor was commentaries in foreign languages, and what are the best ones, whether it's German or French. And I asked him, I said, so, is uh, is Lagrange is his commentary on Romans still considered the best 
in French and he just laughed at me and he goes, Jared, I know you're from Texas, but you have to give some sort of effort in pronouncing the French, like Lagrange. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like such an idiot, but I couldn't help but laugh. Lagrange. But uh, he also made fun of me because uh, when I first moved up there, you know, I'm moving out of Texas and moving to Chicago. <laughs> and so all I think about is, man, how cold are the winters going to be? Yep. And so my sweet mother-in-law, she bought all of us like brand new winter coats. Oh, really? And so I ordered from like L.L. Bean, I think, this huge winter coat that like went past my knees. And it was like Dow or whatever. Down stuff. feathers. Down, yeah, that thing. <laughs> and so it's like October. And, and so one of the classes I was in my first semester was uh, New Testament theology, which met on Wednesday night for about three hours. And so I'd always stay after and talk to my supervisor and stuff. And we're going out, uh, getting on the elevator. And he just like looks at me and I've got this huge coat on. It's like October, November, right? And he goes, well, Jared, that's a, that's a Texas-sized coat you've got on. <laughs> He's like, if you... Uh, if you need that in October, November, I hate to see what you got to wear in uh, January, February. But it's but I agree. I did not need that big of a coat. But hmm. I'm sorry. I'm like listening to this, and I can hear the rain. Like it's just like pounding as you're talking. It sounds like you're giving this like awesome, dramatic like speech. Yeah. You know, like in a movie, you're like Charlton Heston or yeah. something. Of it. Telling you, read talking. the bottle. It's an epic what? story. Oh, one of the bottles? Yeah, the Oban bottle. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's the consensus on Escudo? What do you guys think of it? Is that this pipe? Yeah. No, it's the, <laughs> the tobacco. tobacco. I mean. This may be wrong, but it seems like it burns hotter than the plum pudding. Yeah, it's more of a Virginia base, which is going to burn a little hotter. But we're also uh, drinking Blanton's. This is your first time to try Blanton's, That's right? Correct. What do you think correct. of uh, Blanton's? Well, so the this is why I wanted to start with the Oban Scotch. Because at this point, all of the flavors are the tobaccos and the barbecue and the. I'll be right back. I'm gonna get something that I can drink some alcohol out of. Can you <laughs> get something we can drink some water out of? Water? You want water? I would like some water. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be right back. Y'all keep talking. I've never recorded a podcast when I'm not present so Seated this control. is kind of cool to me and cut Say nice stuff about Jeff this and is cut <laughs> okay and you, you don't edit right no so Brandon this is the sounds say? of a Texas thunderstorm what would you say is your uh, is your favorite book next question <laughs> nope <laughs> Or let's say this: well, your house is burning down. Yeah, you only have time to grab five books. Which five are you taking with you? My house is burning down. I'm not grabbing any books. I'm getting out of the house because I can buy any book that I own again. That's not the question. <laughs> I apologize for being pragmatic. Uh, I'm well. I think my standard or the answer that I typically give is the Confessions, Augustine's Confessions. Oh yeah. What translation of the Confessions do you enjoy the most? Uh, I think it's Bolding. Is that her name? I don't actually know. I don't remember her Have name. Have you read... Um, is it Rudin? Sarah Rudin? Mm-mm. No? 
I don't know this translation. one. Um, that's a translation of the confession. I've read a couple of different translations of the confessions, but I've never really like checked any of them against like the Latin or anything. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I I did a little bit when I was working on. Do you do you have your students translate any of the confessions? Actually, it's in our you're text. A, you're it's a in Latin our teacher. I am indeed a Latin teacher, a teacher of the Latin language and culture. Our textbook has a segment, the Stealing of the Pears episode is... Oh, sure, yeah. All of it's adapted, but that mm-hmm. is one of the translations included in our textbook. Mm-hmm. So, that's a, a bright spot for me. Stealing. Yeah. What are some other classic texts that are in this uh, textbook that you have? Uh, well, I mean, it has everything. So it starts with Romulus and Remus, the founding, right? The slaughter of Remus. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of moves chronologically through Roman history into uh, medieval and early Renaissance. Ends with scientific revolution. So there's something from Copernicus. Okay. So what I like about it is the demonstration of the the influence of the Latin language throughout Western culture, even though Rome ended. Right? The empire fell, but the language persisted. What's the name of the textbook? Latin for the New Millennium. Nice. I guess I am endorsing something today. <laughs> promoting something. So, that's one. So that was... You still have uh, still have room in your book bag for four more. For four more. <laughs> this is an odd book bag, and I can only put four books... Well, I mean, you know, you've only got so much time. The house is is burning down. Which one should I drink? Uh, What are you after? Just have a good time with my friends. Then any of them will do. Oh. Here, this may be... So this is... What's the the cheapest one, (laughs) Drew? The cheapest one? No. Oh. Uh, no, you... These all may be around the same price. Tell me what to... Well, try this one. So this is Blanton's... It's one of like the most beloved, I guess, kind of well-known bourbons that a lot of people kind of try to snag. Some people tend not to think it's really worth either the the price tag or the effort you have to put into finding a bottle. But but it's one of, I like it. It's a good one. It's solid. It's not the best bourbon I've ever had, but it's really good. You got this at Walmart, or? <laughs> <laughs> I wish Walmart would Do they would sell? sell? They don't Actually, sell liquor I in think, grocery wait, stores here. How much should I put in here? Well, not a whole lot. So, I mean, it's it's not Kool-Aid. <laughs> Tell me when to I stop. Mean, I mean, your fingers That's don't. good. Try that. Thank you. Welcome. If you don't like it, you can pour it in my glass. Nope. You poured it, you gotta drink it. I'm always like drinking alcohol, smoking pipes and stuff, so this is a normal night mm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry we didn't break the mold. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I actually hadn't had any I hadn't drinking drinking anything yet. Before I burped. <clears throat> this is actually a really I don't wanna brag, but this is actually a really good podcast episode. So, can you tell us why? Um, Given that neither of us have any experience with podcasts. 
there's a, just a nice vibe to it, you know, like, you, you can tell, like, there's a nice, like, comfort be- between us, you know what I mean? Maybe decades of friendship coming yeah. through in the... <laughs> yeah. You can just tell we're all real, like, interesting and, um, like hearing each other talk about stuff, you know what I'm saying? Indeed. Hmm. Um... Ooh. Get the sense, Brandon. You don't like my question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not big on f- favorites questions. Mm. I find favorites questions put you in the position to make a definitive choice when that's too stark of a decision to make. When context is going to be crucial for any decision you make. So if about. you get so if your house is burning down and you're trying to figure out which books to take, it sounds to me like you may just burn down with the house itself. Can I no, ask I, a question? I, yeah, sure. Go for it, please. Oh, what are y'all talking about? Jared has asked me... I apologize. I'll sit in front of the mic. Um, to name the five books that I would take with me if my house were burning down. Oh, nice. And my response, which was unsatisfactory, was that I would leave the <laughs> house with all of the books because I can purchase those books again. See, some books you can't purchase again. I don't own any of those books. Oh. When Jared do says that, them have he means fin- finish my sentence. What, what, what do you mean? Like, you mean like first press, first uh, editions of books and that kind of thing? Well, yeah, so I there's mean, another difficulty. That's not how I took it. I took it as what are the five books that you would want to read again and again and again that you don't want to be without? That would be like if you're going on a desert island. <laughs> 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 if you're like on a deserted island and you. Only so have then five my books, my so. answer stands. Then I wouldn't save any of the books because I can get them all again. Jared's like a, a coinosaur, connoisseur, connoisseur. Of, yes. Of a, he he buys. I mean, he's got tons and tons of books. Like his living room is just basically like literally shelves. tons. Like they weigh tons. You do like buying the first editions of books, or you'll notice that type of thing, which is not something I, I don't think I n- realized that was a thing until one time when I was hanging out with you at a half price book, and you told me about it, and I was like, what? But you you collect books like in that type of way, sometimes. Sometimes, well, so um, as we mentioned earlier, I've been in school my whole life, which means that a I don't have a lot of money, and I've never have had a lot of money, and um, most of my time's been spent in coffee shops or in the classroom or libraries or whatever, and so, or on the occasion, occasional trip to the bookstore, and if I can find something that I know has more value than what I'm paying, I can flip it and make a little bit of money. And so I, I used to do that. I'd go to like half price books or something and say there's a first printing of Cormac McCarthy's The Road on the shelf and it's eight bucks. And I know that, well, I, I, I buy this for eight bucks. I can put it on eBay and sell it for, you know, at least 50, if not more. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And so I've done that with a number of books. And so I thought you were going to say you sold the books at half price books. And I'm like, dude, I, 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 you make like 10 cents for something. Like every yeah, time I selling sold. books at half price books is not what you want to do. Uh, if, you, if you're If you just want to get money, rid of them. That's right. okay. Yeah. You're getting something. It's like a, up, they it's know, a step up from donating it yes. other than the like good feeling type. Right. right. It's usually better to try to sell either like on a Facebook group or if you have to eBay or even Amazon but 
but people don't really buy books that often anymore. Although I think maybe that's kind of coming back around. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there's the new vinyl. Yeah, so there's a sense in which, um, you know, whenever the e-readers came out, the what the Nooks and the what's the Amazon one, the Kindle, Kindles. Yeah, um, everybody, nobody is buying hard copies of anything. They're all buying. How do you these. feel about that as a as I a book lover? It. Like someone, they're like, oh, I'm reading this new book on my phone. I mean, aren't you like? <laughs> Don't you just hate that? <laughs> Don't you just... Oh, it's, please. It's convenient for some books. So, but like if you're doing research, mm-hmm. it's 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 horrible for that. Did you ever answer the question for yourself about like what five books? You, no, he you just were, asked me about how poorly I was answering the question. He asked the question <laughs> and then insulted you like right. for your answer at every turn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not a fair characterization of what happened. That was exactly what happened, Jeff. You can listen to the tape. Yeah, let's go to the replay. Let's go to the replay. <laughs> oh, oh, um, I forgot to hit record. Oh, no. Y'all, I thought we'd been recording for like an hour, and I just totally forgot to hit record. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's too bad. I was going to... I'm just kidding. I'm catching this gold, like, live. <laughs> With the thunderstorm and Jeff, everything. do you have any opinions on e-readers? The use of technology I think, for... Okay. I, I, I like books a lot. Like, <laughs> I like reading books. Uh, I've been reading more lately than I have been what in a What type of books do you like to read? I mean, books for dumb people, you know what I mean? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> late, uh-huh. Lately, I, the book I'm reading right now, it's, it's uh, Quentin Tarantino's novelization of his movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, like cool. he wrote it and uh it came out like a couple weeks ago and yeah or last week and Is I've been it better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting cuz it it's weird cuz it's like usually a novelization of a movie is written by someone other than the person who wrote and made the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's basically the movie with all this extra detail of stuff that like if you like the movie and you want to just know like a whole lot more then uh, it's kind of fun to read. So he, he wrote this after. Yeah, he it came out like the movie. two years after the movie oh, almost, okay. and uh, it it's got like a lot more backstory of what's going on, and it's kind of interesting just because he came up with this, the characters, and it's just like maybe like one there was one moment in a in the movie where it ca- it caused like all this debate. I don't. Oh really? What part uh, of the? There's a part where have you seen it. I have seen the movie. Oh, you have? Yeah, I think I watched it on a on a flight. There's a part where, uh, as it was meant to be seen, in the movie, like uh, Br- Brad Pitt's character, he's like a the stuntman yeah. for Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio's character. Yeah, and there's yeah. like this rumor around Hollywood that he murdered his wife, and it's like it's not really, it's kind of left up in the air in the movie when you see it. But the mo- the book just like flat out like answers it like really quickly like what <laughs> if he's a murderer or not. And uh, I won't say anything else, but it's stuff like that where, like, things that you would wonder about if you'd seen the movie, if you're curious about it. I will say it's pretty, uh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) adult-themed. I don't know if everybody would enjoy it, but... As all of his... I I like his... uh, Yeah, if you like his movies, you'd probably like it. I I like his... I think he's a great great writer. He, He is... Some of the stuff is kind of... 
more controversial than I'm usually into, but I just think he's interesting, so I don't really care. I, I still enjoy it. <laughs> I look the other way. So why why do you more. think he did this? Why would he write a screenplay and then write a novel? He's always wanted to write novels. Like His whole thing is he wants to make ten movies and then retire and become a man of letters and like he has another book coming out that's like a history it's a, it's it's basically about all these old movies and I think from what I understand he he enjoys writing a lot and he I guess he has a lot of thoughts and a lot of the a lot of times when he comes up with the stories for his movies apparently I haven't read I think I've read a couple of his scripts but not too many but usually they're very like uh almost read like a book in a way too there's usually more uh there's more like prose type writing in this his scripts than normally you'd see in like a regular script i don't buy a lot of books that are like rare or like hard to find type books it's usually just something i'm interested in at that moment and i want to try to read some book about whatever random thing for a little while i was reading i got into like a uh, Kurt Cobain kind of rabbit hole and I just started reading I'd read some books about him before but I, I realized I was reading like three books about Kurt Cobain and Nirvana like all at the same time I'm like man what is going on here did you have teen spirit yeah mm. yeah what books would you take with you mm. if your house was on fire so my PhD supervisor he uh, has written probably the, the best commentary on Romans and uh, I got to help him out a little bit on a second edition what's his name? Douglas Moo and so when it came out he gave me a copy and like signed oh. it and gave it to so I'd take that for sure uh, that means a lot and then um, I love uh, Herman Ritterboss's book Paul an Outline of His Theology um, I'd also take my copy of Calvin's Institutes. Um, probably my copy of BDAG, because I don't want to have to rebuy that one. <laughs> BDAG? What is that? Oh, sorry. It's a, it's a Greek-English lexicon of the New Testament and early Christian literature. It's, it's one of my favorite books. It's amazing. And then... I have a sorry, real... you're dead now. The house is burned down. Dang it! <laughs> I almost got out. <laughs> I just couldn't pick. I just couldn't choose. <laughs> but I had an opportunity to get one more book. <laughs> um, and then I've been in a poetry kick lately. Yeah. And um, and I kind of go in and out of poetry. But kind of one of my favorite poets um, is a guy named Edwin Muir. He's a Scottish poet. And, um, and I've got... It's, I think it's kind of hard to find. I don't see too many copies pop up, but uh, it's an Oxford publication, a collection of his poems, and it's like that. That I like that book a lot. Might would also try to take my copy of the Iliad. Is it different? <laughs> I'm trying to think if this is. We can change the subject. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say. Now let's do our desert island picks. Be the same one. <laughs> but it would be the. <laughs> yeah. No, I've also got like a, a Greek. And Hebrew uh, Bible. So it's like the Old Testament in Hebrew and then New Testament wow. in Greek. That's all in one. Wow. Uh, kind of a life goal of mine to like eventually make that like my my Bible. Wow. 
So you, okay, Jared, you know Greek, and that's kind of your, you studied it, and Brandon, you're you're actually a Latin teacher. Yes. So you guys are kind of, I don't have a question, but I just was thinking about that. Classicist wannabes? <laughs> well, the odd thing is, I'm not a wannabe. I don't actually want to be a classicist. <laughs> um, it's just the job that what I got. Do you, what do you want to be then, Brandon? This do you consider got, this Latin a dead just real. language? <laughs> Who do you want to be for yourself? Yes. You Are you living in bad faith? When you when someone says <laughs> going to bring that out. When someone says oh, that boy. Latin is dead, do you like cry or? No, I respond. Latin's not dead. It's immortal. Ooh, burn. Is that a funny thing? If you're no, it's Latin? a. There's a poster on my classroom wall that says that. Oh. That's where I got it. I didn't come up with that. Oh, but it's kind of true. Mm-hmm. I don't know Latin or Greek. I'm just confessing to you guys right now. I feel like it's I can okay. be honest. You don't need. To. Yeah, it's fine. Do you think that? Okay. Does pig Latin offend you? <laughs> as a pig or as a Latinist? <laughs> what do you say, Jeff? Are you like? It's like. They don't understand the depths of the Latin language, and they're taking um, taking light of something that's actually very rich. And um, I wonder if people are listening to this, like, if I wonder if no people pig Latin. Everybody stop listening by now. <laughs> they're just sitting there listening. They're like, "Come on, say something stupid. Say something weird. Come on, let's do it." Do you get many reactions like that? Like, I love this really odd moment, or. The awkward yeah, like, pause at I liked when you said that 17. one stupid thing. Um, what sort of comments do you get on your podcast? Feedback? I mean, usually it's people say, this was really funny. I, y'all, you and Brian are funny together. Stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah. yeah. You like that one? I like this one. Yeah, I like this yeah. one. I don't even know this what is it a, is. It's a store pick. Barrel. It? It's a barrel bourbon. I think a 14-year-old... Okay. They're, they're age okay, I thought yeah. of a question. This yeah. is a really light, not very dramatic question. Let's say mm. you're going to die tomorrow. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> Given our background, is this an altar call, Jeff? Yeah. Come down over here. I'll pray for you. Uh, yes. Since you're being recorded right now, is there anything you would like to say to the world? <laughs> it's your last chance. What do you want to say to the world? How do you want to be remembered? I don't want to be remembered. <laughs> wow. That mm. might be too serious of a question. I, if I can't answer what five books I would take out of a burning house, why do you think I'm going to come up with a statement to tell the world right now? Sorry, Jeff. Swinging a miss over here. Man, I was like feeling, I was really feeling that question. Hmm. The question is too good. Yeah. I should have thought about Actually, that an hour Actually, here's, here's an answer. That question would take a lifetime to answer. Oh. <laughs> but you don't have a lifetime. You have... <laughs> you could tell, say, like, I just want to tell my family I love them. Yeah. Yep. Shoot, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say my family's name on, you know, and just blurt it out for the world. Yeah. Right. I feel like, you know, it's just kind of an invitation to... Stalkers or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. 
it's a slightly scary question given the movie and book that you were recently talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Say you were gonna die yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and you never did answer whether or not Brad Pitt killed his wife. I mean, well, I are you wanna, about to kill two of your oldest friends? I don't want to spoil it in case anybody's wanting to read it. Right. I don't. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. So here's a, a turn on that. I don't mm. care for Tarantino. Can you give me reasons why I should? Oh, uh, I don't think. Uh, is it so? Actually, this is a point where so you talk about you're not intellectual. You know more about movies than I can ever hope to. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. talking. <laughs> so, is there something about his movies that I don't get because I don't know cinematic history? Would I appreciate them more if I was more educated? When I think of Tarantino, like I know that he's known as like for being pretty profa- profane, and uh, which I do think he is, and I, that's why I, I do feel like if someone doesn't want to doesn't get into his movies because of that, I can understand. I'm not saying that's why you aren't into his movies. You might just not really click with them, whatever. Uh, but he is someone who like. He's been on like a bunch of podcasts in the last couple of weeks promoting the book and everything. And this he's one? Some, was he here? He's been <laughs> on this podcast. He was on the last podcast. You guys might have missed it. Uh, Sorry, but I missed that one. He's a. Uh, anyway, he's somebody who like he knows so much about movies. Like it's insane. Like he, he'll, someone will, like he was on, which one of the talk shows, and he, they would just show like a. He was blindfolded, and he would like they would show like a talk to give the description of some rare movie from like the seventies or eighties or something, and who was in it. And he he didn't get it every time, but like he'll sometimes he'll he'll be able to guess it. Or one time one one of the questions he got wrong, and then he was like, "No, that's actually like he he the name he said of the movie." They were like, "Oh, you you got it wrong," and he's like, "Actually, no, I got it right because that was the name of it before it, it was moved to to America, and they changed the name to." And he's like, "What?" And then like they turned around, and they read the back of the box, and he <laughs> it ended up being right. But he's just kind of got like this encyclopedic understanding of movies and cinema. Was it Short Circuit? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Short Circuit Two. Short Circuit Two. Yeah. What was it? What was it over in original? What was it? Original it was called. Robot, mean robot, or okay. robot buddy, or something. Johnny Five is alive. I thought it was a <laughs> great film. That's more I don't my know. speed. It, it's kind of short circuit, short circuit two. That's my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, Kill Bill, Kill Bill Two. I don't know. I don't. I, he's not somebody who I feel like I want to. I would. It's one of those things where it's like you either like him or you just don't like like him. And I wouldn't want to. If someone isn't into it for whatever reason, like I wouldn't want to. His movies are very like uh, bold and kind of they are what they are. You know what I mean? Like they're not. He's not trying to like please people. He's more just trying. Sometimes I think he, honestly, I think he tries to like offend on purpose. Like he's trying to like get a reaction and trying to like shake you up and kind of throw throw the audience off. But he's really he's to me. I think he's like masterful as like a storyteller and a. Um, creating characters and there's like a depth to what he's trying to do that isn't something that like most movies I, I feel like he loves and understands like movies and cinema like on a deeper level than just about almost any movie maker living like hmm. it's just kind of like an whole his movies to me are another experience like when I when I watch like a one of his movies it's one of those things where I, I just want to cancel all my plans just like 
nobody talk to me. I'm going to sit here for two and a half hours and watch Pulp Fiction or whatever, and it's I'm just going to be taken away. And but it's a thing where I understand it's not for everybody. It's I don't. I'm not someone who typically just likes uh, you know offensive things or whatever. But if it's done really well and I'm getting a lot out of it, then I'll I'll, I'll kind of go with it, I guess. But if someone's not just not into it, I wouldn't feel I'm like they judge them. Yeah. Okay, good. I was worried. No. Did you, Jared? Did you, uh, when you watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, did you like it or like, did you feel like you cared about it at all or had any kind of reaction? Um. I thought eh, that's kind of weird. Ending. If you were gonna die like, tomorrow, like, was it like what was Manson or something of? like comes up the yeah, or he sends like those kids in and then they end up just killing them or something like yeah. Just I a just nice, thought, you know, wholesome movie. Yeah, Tale family friendly Hollywood. And yeah, I thought. I mean, I thought it was it was okay. It wasn't yeah. anything. It was like I don't know, like if his movies have like any sort of enduring value or anything like that. Um, now you're going to get some feedback. If you, uh, Jared's Facebook <laughs> name is... Uh, <laughs> I'm not on Facebook anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not like a huge yeah. movie buff. I do, I do enjoy movies that make you think. And, you know, I like movies that have like a, like a deeper element that tries to convey something about human nature and yeah. things like that and what are some of your favorite movies other than like dirty work <laughs> <laughs> tommy boy <laughs> dumb and dumber anchorman um yeah so um now we're talking i about mean movies. i really like like goodwill hunting a lot you know yeah um another movie i like a lot is seven mm-hmm. you know um, like how they kind of incorporate a lot of the literature and some theology into it. And um, did you relate kinda, to the library? That's scenes? A, that's actually one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a it is a like a great scene. Yeah. Have you seen Zodiac? Is that David? with? Um, Iron Man in it. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. I, yeah, I have seen that. Uh, David Fincher made Seven, and he, he yeah. made uh, Zodiac, and I like Zodiac. Club. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then that got me on to, he made a movie, um, I think his most recent one, on, is on, that, on Netflix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mank. Yeah. So, which is what, like Hollywood in the 30s through this guy's eyes or something like that? I don't remember. Yeah, um, Mank is the guy that... He wrote. He was a screenwriter for Citizen Kane, so it's kind of about his story of. Uh, but it's it's black and white, and it's kind right. of. I thought that uh, was really unique, and yeah, yeah, the the way he filmed it, and thought the actors and actresses did a really good job. Kind of, it, it it felt like you're watching a 1930s, yeah, film. Yeah. Um, it's like the mannerisms and. That was one I, I I appreciated it, but I didn't feel like I enjoyed it as much as I wanted to. But I also like had COVID, and when I watched it, enough interest. I was kind of. I watched it after when I was suffering some of the side effects of my second COVID vaccination. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, recently? Yeah. 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 
I'm not. No, I, I I liked it, but I felt like I wasn't appreciating it as much as I should. Yeah. I did rewatch Citizen Kane before I watched it, though. Oh, okay. Which made it kind of, I don't know. It kind of has a lot of references to that movie, mm-hmm. but I think it was a lot of like, there's kind of a lot of homework to watch to go into. You kind of have to. It's, I don't know. It's just a very specific movie. You kind of have to. It probably you probably get more out of it the more you know about Citizen Kane and all and movies and all, whatever. Though maybe it maybe it works as just a movie. Zodiac is my favorite of David Fincher's movies. Oh, I think okay. Seven was my favorite for a long time, and then mainly because like Seven is like fiction, and it's like about you know chasing a serial serial killer, and then Zodiac is like and like a real life yeah. serial killer, and it's super like they did so much research mm-hmm. and like mm. it's really in depth, to, and you, it's one of those movies. I think it's almost. If it's not three hours long, it's close to three hours long, and you get so like into it. Like you don't. It's one of those movies that's super long, but I don't care. Like I'm just really like pulled along into it. But it's it's almost more about why people like people being. Why do you get obsessed with this? Kind of, why are people obsessed with serial killers and stuff? It's like it's almost exploring the obsession of the mystery of trying to figure out who who the killer is and all this stuff. Yeah. Than, than it is about even serial killers or whatever but I don't know I like that movie so if you're gonna die (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're just having just some fun light conversations tonight y'all know any funny jokes (laughs) (laughs) no I don't think so Brandon's looking at me like he's kind of maybe he's tired of. Are you, you have if you want jokes you need to have my kids on. Do they know jokes? Yeah, they, they ask me jokes all. They have all kinds of jokes. Are they funny jokes or like? I mean, they're you know, they're kids. Yeah, funny for kid kids. Joke, yeah, kid jokes. So they're yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> they're funny when it's like a kid saying it and then they just start rolling on the ground laughing. And you're like, like that's I'm not, charmed. I will laugh at this. Yes. That's my exact response. <laughs> Here's a question. Um, so, so we all three grew up in the same church. Oh yeah. Right. And so, like, what are some of the things that you appreciate about, like, what we got or what we were taught from growing up in the church we did? That's good. What are some of the things that, like, have kind of like endured in your Christian relation in your Christian faith what are some of the things that you may have moved away from or man that's kind of come man that's interesting I feel like we're all in different places than we yeah probably were back then when I look back at that time I think when I was younger I was more critical of it okay Uh, like how so I don't know you like I don't want to go to church I hate church like that kind of crit- like, or is that a bad? It's probably a way a lot or? of people are like. It's almost like sometimes maybe I'm pessimistic or something, or you see like the flaws in it more than the good things. I think when I look back on it now, I feel thankful because I made a lot of like my best friends. Even like a lot of my the best my best friends that the people I talk to the most, like even on this podcast, are people I've met back then. At at Glenview, like mm-hmm. uh, in the youth group or college group or 
kid group. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I look back on the relationships that are probably yeah. some of the most meaningful in my life, really. But are you talking more in like a theological guess, way? Or, or just even, yeah, like a practical way of my Christian experience or my walk with Christ, you know, has been impacted positively in this way from these sorts of things that I got at Glenview or, or there are certain things that like I got at Glenview that I've sort of through my own study of scripture and theology and things that I've moved away from or just that sort of thing. I feel like to try to like give some context, I guess Glenview is like a Baptist church that I think it's moved I think it's still technically Baptist. I don't think it's called Baptist anymore. Anyway. Like most Baptist churches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of doing that thing. Yeah. And I think it had a, you know, it's, there's a certain theology and there's something, there's kind of a, I, I, I think I, obviously like, like you guys have grown up and are like intellectual people and this is just my memory. I, but I don't remember it being like a real intellectual thing. Like I yeah. think there, there were, we did all learn things probably a lot, but it was a specific version of Christianity. Like at any church, you're learning that uh, denominations like theology or whatever. And uh, I think when you're young, you know, you kind of just take, take it in and you accept it. And also there's, when you grow up in that type of environment and like all your friends are in there and you kind of just become that, you know, it, it, you don't question it, I guess. And I remember around the times, like, when we were, like, getting out of high school and going to college, I feel like a lot of us really did start questioning that version of Christianity a little bit. Or uh, I think that's when you got more into, like, Reformed theology and uh, Calvin. And I remember Jared was, like, the guy that, like, he, you know, he went to college and then he, he read, like, Calvin's Institutes and he's like, comes back to to the youth group and he's like have you guys heard of tulip and he's like talking and then it becomes like this like yeah, controversial a, thing within the community the church is just like he, yeah. he shouldn't be i don't know it's like predestination and all there's all this kind of stuff that like that well like the like the we didn't ever really get any of that sort of stuff uh-huh. because it was so like practically focused right of like you know living your life um, for Christ and things like that, and the way I th- kind of think about it is, is kind of like a like a non-intellectual church. Uh-huh. Not to say that like people were dumb or not saying that. It's just it wasn't it wasn't really teaching like doctrine or or things like that. I think like some of the some of the ministers mm-hmm. like. One of the ones that was really influential for me was like Jeremy Evans, who was the college minister uh-huh. at one point, and then like uh, Chris Sammons and um, mm-hmm. you know people like that who would talk about doctrine and things like that. And I think it was a safe place to question that stuff, even though at the time maybe you felt like you were being kind of rebellious a little bit. Like I, I don't know. I, I remember having hitting a getting a time where I was like. I think as a Christian, I was getting hungry to learn more about 
the deeper parts of it. Yeah. And I felt like I wasn't getting it there so much, so I'd go to Denton Bible or oh yeah or wherever. Uh, well, yeah, just even the the sermons, in preaching Denton. styles were vastly different between you know the pastor at Glenview and the pastor at Denton Bible. Yeah. yeah. I don't. What do you, do you have any thoughts on this, Brandon? I'm sure you have a lot. <laughs> I'm sure I do too. Uh, whether I can access them or remember them, so I think my the initial response that I had was, "What's the enduring value, or what did you take away?" I mean, it's it's yeah. right here, right? It's the ability to come into town and still have lifelong friends that you can connect with and share time with. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were talking about college age, and I, going back to the very beginning of our conversation, like, what do you remember about growing up? Like, I remember sitting in the parking lot with you until two in the morning, just mm-hmm. talking about who knows what. Yeah. And just the that sort of friendship. That. I mean, whether or not anything we're doing is related directly to what we got there, like everything we've done is related to how we were shaped by those friendships and that relationship. And I think that's invaluable, even if the theology is lacking, right? That's where I focus when I think about that time. I think uh, one of the things for me that I guess impacted me or that really formed me was just a real emphasis on, I, I think I remember there being times like in the service, like we'd stand up and we'd all recite like, I believe the Bible. The Bible is the word of God, and what the Bible every word of says, God is true. Yeah, and what it says, I believe, and what I'll I I'll receive what it I gladly believe, this morning. Right. Yeah, and what I don't believe, if it's different from what the Bible, you know, and that sort of thing of like, I mean, it did have like in that sense, like a very, like high view of Scripture, you know, of you're to believe and practice what the Bible teaches. And that, and the Bible, you know, correcting things in your life or things that you believe. I think that's one of the things that, one of the reasons why I ended up becoming a Calvinist, <laughs> despite the church being Arminian, is, you know, just, well, okay, what does the Bible teach? What doctrines best capture what the Bible's saying? And so for me, that was, you know, studying scripture reading the Bible, reading theology, and coming more to a conclusion of Calvinism and the Reformed, and the reformed tradition, um, upholding those uh, things or articulating them in a way that I, that I think best articulates the teachings of Scripture. But yeah, I, I think personally I feel like my faith has changed a lot. Over the, like, I don't go to church anymore right mm-hmm. now. Uh, maybe I will later. But is that like a COVID thing, or is that? <laughs> uh, well, not really. Like, I moved back to Texas from Nashville uh-huh. about twelve years ago, I think, and uh, I was very involved at church then. Or I was. I had a Bible study I had at my apartment, and we would. It was kind of. I think I felt. A little bit burned out on it and when I moved first moved back I was like I don't I'm so tired of the I, I don't want to have to get into another church group and all this stuff and I just I don't know I don't know if it was like a good idea or, but I think I felt like I was coming from an honest place I was just like 
there's a lot of stuff. I don't want to get back involved in this whole Christian community kind of thing. It just stressed me out or something. I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of baggage and a lot of like just wanted to take a break. And then I think I... Like your own personal baggage or... I don't know. I th- maybe part of it, or maybe things it was, you associate with church that you don't want to get back. I think into in that, some ways I mean? felt like held back by my faith or just trying to like held back from going to church by your faith. I mean, even in some ways it was like, man, it takes up so many Sundays and all this, like, I mean, what if I, the Lord's day, a, what if I could just like, <laughs> you know, watch a TV or watch a movie or which is not like a deep, uh, thing to say but I think realizing like man this takes up so much time and thought and a lot of my faith I feel like is a personal thing like uh, like I pray all the time still and I don't know I don't understand my faith these days it's not the same as it was then but I don't know I was thinking the other day like about prayer because I, I think prayer is like the probably my main thing with my faith and uh, something I'm, I think about a lot, <laughs> and uh, that's something that's endured. And I guess it's it's weird. I, f- I think of my faith as like a really personal type thing, I guess. And uh, I mean, so do you like feel like you're just like comp- you just have no interest in going to church at all, or or what? Uh, I I don't know. I guess because I grew up in it, and I've been to different. I went to different churches, and uh. I've thought about it a lot to where it's almost like a feeling like I've thought about this like a bazillion times to where thinking about it more feels like it's just not, not that I've experienced everything you can experience like as a Christian but it's almost like a I feel like I've heard a lot of it already kind of thing I don't know maybe that's the most succinct way I can say it is I don't know I just don't my hands are kind of in the air and I uh, is it something you feel like the church has like failed you in some certain way or like I'm trying to get uh, to like I'm trying to think I haven't feel thought like it's rooted in I haven't thought this much about this in a while so I'm trying to I'm glad I'm here yeah thank you we're having a counseling <laughs> service right now uh, man I don't I'm trying to think of an answer I don't it's funny when you grow up in a faith and you it's like a deep 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 thing in you to where you're like I don't feel like it's gonna go away like it's always gonna be in me even no matter what happens and I don't know what I'm trying to say I'll have it'll be clear for a second and then I'll forget what I'm saying it might be the bourbon (laughs) it might be what it might be the the bourbon bourbon. (laughs) maybe that's helping me be honest but it's also helping me like not uh truth thinking (laughs) not uh forming complete sentences it's not an easy question yeah are you over there like I'm glad he's not talking to me (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had enough truth serum to answer that (laughs) there's plenty here (laughs) (laughs) I remember getting to a point where uh, I started thinking like the Christian community in my life was so pervasive and like overwhelming that it was almost like I thought of I, I wanted God to like scoot back and give give me a little bit of space like <laughs> just like I need just I need to 
breathe like I can't like it's too much like it was like almost like it was too concentrated and I just need to like just have some space to like process things like a normal human and not have to think about through a Christian mindset or whatever I don't know it's like a I need and I needed to allow myself to be honest with myself about you know how I felt about Jesus and everything and kind of try to process it like for myself and not as like a member of a community and trying to just go along with the flow of when you're in a group you're kind of people you know you're always like this is what we believe this is how we think this is how it's you kind of keep going that direction and I think there's a part of me that wanted to kind of back up and just be myself and figure out where I land with things and not feel like I have to act like I'm believe in a certain way I think that's one thing with with churches I think there's almost like a perform performance type thing with it where it's like there's a lot of people who are trying to act like they are like you know these amazing Christians or they know they know their Bible's great or whatever I don't know that's kind of a shallow way of looking at it but I hope I'm making sense what are your thoughts yeah I mean I guess I guess my thoughts are and feelings I guess are kind of the opposite to where and I don't know where I would be without the church the gospel is is so uh, central and foundational in my life that oftentimes you know it's whether I'm doing my own independent study and and things like that and I do that pretty intensely and you know just even preaching the gospel to myself on a day-to-day basis as I'm discovering more and more the depth of my own sinfulness and and contrasting that with just the beauty and glory of Christ, you know, my own sinfulness and the love that God has poured out to me through Christ only like kind of like a black screen almost like further highlights the sinfulness of my own sin and and my need for him, my continual daily need for him. And so there's very much a sense in which, I, I can't remember who's credited with saying this, but like there's a sense in which as Christians we never mature beyond the cross. I can't remember if that's like a Tim Keller thing or, or what, I, I don't remember. And I think that's, there's a lot of truth there. And so there's the need to daily preach the gospel to yourself but there's also the sense in which I mean the Bible is pretty clear like you know you're not to neglect the gathering of the saints Um, and so but there's also just I love going to church I love going and hearing the Bible preached and you know one of the things in in the Presbyterian church was PCA or OPC, those are the denominations I've been in uh, lately. You know, there's an emphasis on what's like called exegetical preaching, where you're preaching through a book kind of verse by verse and, and it constantly coming back to the gospel and having the gospel proclaimed. And then, and I love the weekly observance of the Lord's Supper. You know, here's the gospel manifested for you visibly and oftentimes like partaking of the Lord's Supper is the time of the week that I feel the closest to God Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a sense in which like I I come to church 
just out of my own sense of my own awareness of my need for for what is happening in the church service of worshiping God with my fellow believer with fellow believers my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and encouraging one another and yeah and then you know there's also that familial aspect of it as well and so for us when we moved up to Chicago uh, the church we got involved with you know this is the first time we were away from family and we were kind of realized how dependent we were on family that a lot of the families in that church became like family to us you know we celebrated Thanksgiving together and in the Super Bowl, you know, all the great holidays. Uh, <laughs> Liturgical holidays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so anyway, so, so yeah, I mean, the, that re- relational aspect is really key. It's really crucial, but that's the, I guess the place of church in, in my life. And oftentimes it's like the one thing that I, of the week that I'm most excited for and anticipate that's really nice to hear. I mean, that's good to hear. Uh, I think Brandon has to talk now. You have to say stuff now. What do you like me to say? I don't have this. So I, I think I would fall in Jeff's category of I'm going to stumble over anything I attempt to say. Because I think part of what, well, I don't know if this is presuming, presumptuous. But there's just a certain, the, the question you're asking is just so intensely personal in a certain way that I don't feel comfortable airing it in a even a remotely public space yeah um that's okay (laughs) so that's i guess no i'm not even gonna say that well we can move on to something lighter (laughs) (laughs) so if you're gonna die tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) yeah that got more serious than i was expecting that was a good question I can't even remember the question right now. Well, that's the other reason I would stumble is I'm not entirely sure where where the question was aimed. Can you, do you remember the question? Yeah, it was something about, um, since we all grew up in the same church together, I was curious of, like, I haven't seen, I haven't Mm. seen you, Brandon, Mm -hmm. at least a decade, I think, right? Is it? Really? I don't know. Could be. Feels like it. Could be. I've missed you. Like, the desert's missed the... (laughs) (laughs) You have been reading poetry. (laughs) (laughs) No, just listen to cheesy... 80s music? I don't know. Um, I'm so glad I got that rec- on record. Dang it. I forgot. <laughs> I was just so caught up in the moment. I So glad to be missed by the, someone somewhere. Forgot there were microphones. That's there. true. Can yeah, you, so it had to do with um, we all grew up in the same church. Yeah, so we all heard you know, the same sermons around yeah. the same people, same youth group even. And just kind of as you've grown up, and the faith has become more of your own, right? You've, you know, mm. what sort of things as your faith has developed and it's grown and changed, morphed, whatever you want to say over the years. Like, what are the things that you got at Glenview that have had an enduring effect, I guess, in a positive way, maybe even a negative way? I don't know. It's just. Yeah, I'd, so I would, I would, yeah, for, I would just end with the same me. response because it, it's the relationships. I mean, I mean, it'd be an introduction to Christianity as a thing, uh-huh. right? I mean, you're starting from not nothing; you're starting from a, a basis. So, having that as a foundation to to begin some sort of journey is, I think, that's going to be influential regardless of what direction you go. And I think Jeff, you're pointing to that, right? It's there, 
it abides in you. You just don't quite understand the workings of it, maybe. Uh, but for me, it's, I mean, it is. It's the people knowing that there's a, a community that I can always return to. So, even though that community has since <laughs> gone well, off, sure, right? But I, th- right? But <laughs> I, I think that's kind of the point, though, is that yeah, I'm confident that if something goes wrong, I know that I can get on the phone and call Brian Carter, or I can call Jeff, and I know that they'll answer and be concerned and be involved, right? Yeah. Um. And I mean, we've moved away to various cities and not known anyone, and knowing yeah. that that's there, even though it's not immediately present. Yeah. Or even if I don't talk to Jeff for six months, I know that that's always going to be a stable place. Yeah. Right? I think that's... I mean, what could be more valuable than that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Sorry, I keep wanting to say something dumb and funny, and I'm trying to not... I don't want to ruin the mood. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about the book that you've written? <laughs> oh. Uh, I don't know if I want to get into all that yet right now. I will say this for the podcast. This isn't for the two guys that are here with me that I've known my whole life. Or, uh, but yeah, I finished a book yesterday. Uh, I've never written a book before. I've written some screenplays. I've written some songs. <laughs> uh, so I tried to write a book this year and I finished it the first draft at least I gotta go back over it but I was kind of it was kind of a cool accomplishment I guess for me I don't even really like it that much anymore but it felt good to finish it writing or your or your book? I don't know if I Is like the book story or a screenplay what did you write again it's a story a it's story. like a, a novel fiction. like a short story or a novel or yeah it's a almost technically a novel in page or word count <laughs> I think it has, it's supposed to be at least 50,000 words and it's like 49,000 words is that right? just do it my students do and change it to two and a half times yeah. there you go turn it in yeah actually the story in the, in the end is it's it's kind of a I've, I've thought of this as like this idea of like uh, suburban sci-fi it's like a sci-fi story set in like a kind of suburban type area and it's about man I don't I don't know how much I want to say about it just yet I kind of I don't mind talking about it to y'all but I don't know if I want to record about it yet I feel like I'm still kind of exploring it a little bit it has a lot of heavy topics I guess I kind of want to reread it and be like is this too much? Uh, I don't know. But I, I feel proud of finishing it, the first draft. Because it was a lot of work. It's been like the last four or five months or something. So it was kind of cool to like hit that milestone. And be able to move into recording podcasts again. <laughs> I haven't done this in a while. I had to put this stuff on pause a little bit. Anyway. When you mentioned like Super Bowls and stuff like that, I was like, that I was like brought back memories too of like, always getting together like our families to watch Super Bowls and I thought about y'all when I was watching that Michael Jordan documentary oh yeah Last Dance yeah I was just like that was a good documentary man I remember the 90s and just playing basketball in the driveway with all those guys and like it just brought back all those old memories like of that time 
remember everybody playing basketball with their tongues out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you guys. I never felt like it helped me get the ball in the basket. It helped me dunk, but it didn't <laughs> help me like make shots. That makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> like a jump shot or <laughs> yeah, no. no, I was always Yeah, I didn't I thought I would just bite my tongue off. Mhm. I remember my mom saying something like that. Boy, put that tongue back in your mouth. It'll bite your tongue off. That's how my mom sounds. That's, yeah, that's Cindy. Yeah, that's yeah. Sounds... <laughs> Sorry, Cindy. Did you guys want to say anything else on the podcast, or do y'all want to stop recording? You're all tired of doing this. It doesn't really matter how long it is. Like, but what? Going I mean, you're not. I mean, people choose to listen, right? So they can. Yeah, they turn can it turn off it at off. any time. We're not quite at two hours, but we're getting really? there. What's your record? I did. Uh, one time I talked for like, I think over three hours with Cody Spencer. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, we did like, it was like 2017, I think. We got together and talked about like our favorite movies of the year. And like we went through the movies nominated for Best Picture. And I ended up cutting it up into two episodes because it was so long. But uh, yeah, that's kind of sad just because he's someone who's passed away since then. So, But I'm glad we have... I'm glad I have that recording, but yeah, that's like a whole other thing. I always liked Cody. He was so funny. Yeah. I can't remember if we talked about it on that episode, but we were, we were wanting to try to do that every year, like get together before the oh, Oscars yeah. and like kind of do our end of the year movie thing. And uh, we tried it, I think the year after that, we were going to, I can't, I'm trying to remember the, he passed away in 2019. And there was a night where it, we, he was going to... We were going to have to do it over the phone because I'd like seen the movies late. So we were going to do it on a Friday night and he was going to call at like a certain time and then I just never heard from him. And then like Brandon ended up calling me like randomly that night. Oh my I don't gosh. know if you remember I that. I remember that night, yeah. Uh, and I remember being like, Brandon, do you want to be on my podcast? Because I had like all my <laughs> stuff set up. And he was like, no, I don't think so. Can we just like talk on the phone? <laughs> Normal was like, oh, like, yeah, okay. friends. Yeah, I remember that. That was weird because it was like... That was probably February 2019, and I'd exchanged some Facebook messages with him, and I was kind of like, not mad at him, but he never, he just never had contacted me and told me like, sorry, I didn't call you or whatever, and I was kind of like, I was like, this feels so immature or whatever, I was kind of <laughs> mad, and then a couple months later, he ended up passing away, and I was just like... Mm. I don't think we ended like on a bad note, but I, was, I just remember being like, I don't, I mean, he might have been going through some stuff. I don't really know exactly, but I don't know. But he he was always fun to have when we when we talked. Like I, I think if you listen to that episode, those episodes, like you could probably tell that we were having a good time and stuff. That's a weird thing with having like doing podcasts is like, or I, something I like about doing it is you can. Thankfully, I don't think other people that have been on the podcast have passed away, but it's still kind of a, a record in a way of somebody. I mean, you're not, you're not capturing like their entire life, but you get kind of a, yeah. a little idea of who they were. And, um, like, I'm glad <laughs> I know a lot of this conversation has been kind of goofy and, and whatever, which is fun to listen to too. But I was glad when you were saying all that about what church means to you now and oh, stuff yeah. and getting to be like, I I'm getting this recorded and this is good stuff. Like this is, core Jared Brown stuff like it was good good material <laughs> you're like 
you're like, that's all you see in me? This, this, no. Or, you know, what I, you know what I'm saying? I think. I don't, Jet. No. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. A part of me wants to end the podcast just to, so we can move on with the night, but I don't know if y'all have. I keep thinking if I turn it off, y'all are going to tell some like really awesome story that I'm going to wish. You got two hours of evidence that nothing like that's going to happen. So I think you're... I mean, we already did kind of run through all the funny stories over coffee and dinner, I think, right? Or some of them, at least. Some of them, yeah. Yeah. I can't really think of any other... I'm trying to think if anyone was listening to this, like, what they would be really, really wanting to hear from us. Have any uh, questions been posted in the chat? (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite video game? (laughs) <laughs> I don't really play video games anymore. <laughs> Me neither, no. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding, I do. I play them all the time. But, but mine would be Madden. <laughs> and it's the reason I don't play video games anymore. <laughs> do you remember when we used to play Mario Kart Oh yeah, all the time? I saw like a video of Mario Kart and I was like, oh man. It still exists. Yeah. It does, yeah. yeah. On the Switch. Yeah. We had a Switch for a little bit. You don't have it anymore? No. <laughs> Is that a scoff? Yeah. Did you scoff at him? Oh, so, like, my son, he wanted a video game. He wanted it. And I was trying to get him to get an Xbox. But uh, it's probably a good thing he didn't. Um, and so, yeah, we had the Switch. But then, like, now they do these games where, like, the great thing about, for us, like, growing up in the game consoles they had like at least two if not four outlets for controllers so you could always play like four people all you needed was like one nintendo four controllers and whatever game you're going to play and all four people could play now it is you everybody has to have their own switch and the game and it's just like it just felt like a money grab to me and um and so like we couldn't really do much. Like we could play Mario Kart as a family, and that was kind of fun. But it just kind of turned into Calvin just playing Splatoon or Fortnite, and so, and then he kind of got out of it. And then we could still get almost all of our money back for it. Really, at the time when we sold it. So, and then we all put money into it to get it so we all got some money back but we got or i shouldn't say we got almost all of our money back. we got a large chunk of it back so. what percentage exactly <laughs> i don't know i mean i don't remember how much extra calvin put into it but in different games that he bought but yeah but i mean it was okay i guess y'all yeah. never played Zelda, the Zelda game, because if, if you did, then you would know Spirit that was the, the greatest video game ever made. Are you talking about the newest one? Yeah. Spirit of, I did play that. You did? Yes. Did I played say? it for approximately two hours. Do you have positive things to say about it? It was or? enjoyable. Okay, I'll take it. I'll like, anyway. I mean, it, yeah. I have a similar relationship to video games as Jared was expressing, is that I don't have a system because I know that it would be all-consuming. Yeah. And yeah. I can see that game as being highly addictive. Yeah, it is. Speaking from personal experience, <laughs> as someone who probably put about two hundred plus hours into it, it's it's too much uh, happiness. To, don't play happiness. it. You will be too happy of a person. You will be enjoy it too much. <sighs> Sorry, I had to get that out. 
<laughs> I love that game. <laughs> there was a guy in my cohort who um, he bought a Switch so that he could play Zelda. And for at least two or three months at our cohort luncheons, he would always be like, oh, is anybody else playing Zelda? <laughs> <laughs> it's changed my life. It's so awesome. <laughs> I can relate very much to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I would keep talking about it, but I've done like a few episodes about Zelda, so <laughs> you can listen to the older episodes about. I did like a, a click the well, icon in the corner. There's actually, <laughs> I literally like have an episode a that's like a, a, a the one year birthday of Breath of the Wild. It's a celebration. <laughs> did you dress up as Zelda for it? Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We're almost, we're like 30 seconds away from two hours, so I've just been trying to hit like two hours, and I'll probably wrap it up. Well, last question then. Oh. First night, first time smoking a pipe, drinking oh. whiskey. Thoughts? Yeah, good question. The whiskey, I think I've just finally finished it. No, there was a little drop. Hold on one second. And that was the okay. Blanton's, That's I think? It. What'd you think? I thought it was good, uh... I, I would probably, you know, drink it with, like, a soda or some type of thing. Is that blasphemous? With with this that kind one, of bourbon, yes. yes. <laughs> Jack Daniels, no. Okay. So this is fancy. Unless it's a higher-end Jack Daniels, I suppose, but... Dr. Daniels. Or, uh, I, I, I'm going to cut that out when I edit it. That said that because no, nobody laughed and I'm gonna be like, <laughs> what Doctor Daniels? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the pipe. I don't. I think I kept it kept going out. I don't think I lit it long enough, and I don't know if I smoked it right. But I tried. What you got out of it? Did you? I enjoyed. Yeah. Enjoyed it. I, I'm enjoying being here with y'all and. <laughs> Excuse me. We're gonna edit that out too. I'm gonna edit that out. Sound effects. Now I don't we need, want now we need to, another thirty seconds. I don't want people to look down on me or think I'm like a crude person. Well, you could have blamed it on one of us. Yeah. I feel like oh. it's a. I feel like it's a soccer match. We gotta do stoppage time. <laughs> if you're gonna hit two hours. Oh, I like it. Uh, thanks for doing this and stuff. And if y'all want to be on my podcast again anytime, you can. Thanks. Brandon, I know you want to do it all the time. Of course. Anything that you would like from me, Jeff, I would love to provide. I've asked him, seriously, like, probably for three years. Every time we talk. Don't you want to be on my podcast? No, I don't. There's nothing. I don't have anything to talk about. As tonight proves, there's nothing I have to to contribute. Yeah. And and people are listening to this thinking, I wish that Brandon guy talked more. He was interesting. I wish he would answer Jared's questions. (laughs) I'd rather burn in the house. (laughs) I listened to all that stuff from Jared and Jeff, and it was just, I endured all that so I could hear what Brandon said, and then, yeah. Anyway. Now I feel terrible. Thanks, Jeff. (laughs) We're going to keep uh, boozing it up, and uh, (laughs) but uh, y'all have a nice day. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Goodbye. Thanks for again. Seriously, uh, this is a long episode. All right. Anyway, all right. Bye.